coffee breakers. We're back. <laughs> Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. So honestly, what I think of when I say that is two things. It's the dinosaur movie from when we were growing up. It's called We're Back, and they oh, take yeah, over the yeah. city. And also Slim Shady. Uh, Guess who's back? <laughs> nice. I'm AC. And I'm Scully. And we are back taking a soda break. And water break. Uh, as you hear my soda opening, I've had too much coffee today. Um, so we have taken a break over the last week or so, um, mainly because we had to create content. But not yeah. only that, AC's been sick. Yeah, bad. And um, so if I sound like crap, that's why, but we're gonna push through because we love you guys and wanna give you guys some more content. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, we're going to review Monster Inside, the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan yeah. that we watched on Netflix. It's a docu-series, so four episodes of just what in the world. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I have my notes here. Yeah, and let me just point out really quick. I have like a five by seven sheet of paper. I don't, this is not even five by seven. What is this, four? One of the little bitty notebooks that I've scribbled some notes. AC has a full-on notebook with five pages. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> some of it's front and back, but we're, it's, I, I take notes. Yeah, she does. I, I do not have that much <laughs> detail. I, I scribble down stuff. Right. But, yeah. but you have a better memory overall than I do, so I have to write it down or it doesn't exist. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> you reference something and I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. So we're going to jump into this. Um, also, right now, while you're listening, if you like us, please subscribe, like and review, and send to your friends. We really yeah. would appreciate that, and I'll do that again at the end. Um, but also, we're going to jump into Monster Inside. Oh, Netflix, man. You just so much, so much. So. All this is taking place in the 1970s, which was a different time. I mean, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. everything was different. Of course, you guys know that. Um, but also it takes place in Columbus, Ohio, and essentially it's, oh, I wanna throw out a trigger warning. We do discuss um, sexual assaults and some things that might just be uncomfortable. Please take care if you're sensitive to that. Just be wary that we are gonna discuss some of that. This is a, a true crime docu-series mm -hmm. review, so. Um, all right, so Columbus, Ohio, 1977. There it is. the scene. It's the scene. <laughs> um, off the campus of the Ohio State University campus mm -hmm. is in and around where this stuff takes place. Um, there are four sexual assaults within 12 days. Yeah. Um, that took place. So, and um, we'll go into more details on that. But um, police was able to quickly identify the perpetrator. Yeah. Um, and that and that person was William Milligan, who goes by Billy. Um, and they were able to do that because he had actually been in trouble previously. Yeah. Um. So he raped. Four women at this time, um, and he robbed them as well. Yeah, raped and robbed. Um, and so, 
Billy had a previous criminal history. We'll get into all that too. Oh man. So police executed a search warrant on October 26, 1977. And Billy, in true Billy fashion, stated that he had a bomb yeah. in the house. And oh my goodness, they called the bomb squad. Yeah. They, they said they called the fire department. And I was like, right. wait, the fire department is your bomb squad? But apparently that is what. Oh, that's that. right. That's right. That's right. They this called the, the fire, fire department. department. And I was, that threw me for a second. Well, I'm like, what are they going to do? It's not, well, I guess if it explodes, they can put out the fire. Um, it's 19, again, it's 1977. So it's just not the world that we live in today. No. It's just not. So that like stalled everything because they got him out, but then they couldn't do anything. And then I think they found the device and it was not even. It was a fake. It wasn't even rigged to do anything. No, it, yeah. was, it was fake bomb. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but he was not a, a difficult arrest mm -hmm. when they also, one thing that I found interesting is that when they were going, when they finally was able to clear the bomb, um, <laughs> I just, it, it throws me off. Like he's getting arrested and he's like, I got a bomb. Yeah. Look out for the bomb. And they're like, what? <laughs> what? You know, can you imagine? Just, no. No. Um, he had trophies, like he still had, or what could be considered trophies, yeah. but he still had like the driver's license. Stuff he to, had taken, yeah. Stuff he had taken from the women that he had raped, which I found super creepy mm -hmm. and very not cool. But overall, uh, he was not a difficult arrest, they said. No. And I should say that um, he was not the only child. They did interview in this documentary, he had an older brother and a younger sister. Yes. And they, all, they also interviewed some of his... Um, like childhood friends. Childhood friends, yeah. yeah. So... And he also had an adopted sister, but they did not talk to her. At all. Because Chalmer. Yes. That's it with his stepdad, which is later, but he had that sister as well. Right. He was adopted, yes. Um, so... <clears throat> On this case, man, this this whole documentary is just a roller coaster of what. Yeah. Um, so but it does make you question. It, oh yeah, and I think that's the purpose of the documentary yeah. is to kind of like maybe provoke some of these discussions. Maybe. But yeah, it does for sure make you question. So on November the third, nineteen seventy-seven, a grand jury indicted Billy of three counts of kidnapping, three counts of aggravated robbery, and four counts of rape. And the reason that's different is because three of the victims he took to a different location, so kidnapping, and one of the victims he did not. Yeah. So that's why. But they also talked about how he must have been charismatic and disarming because he was able to get these victims like at, like after the first one okay then you've got the second one mm -hmm. and then the third one like those last two they said there had to be something about him that was just disarming like you you didn't think he was this like serial rapist running around well yeah i mean what does a serial rapist look like i know but even with heightened sense because everybody was heightened look i think everybody's a rapist I would be very suspect of anybody walking up next to me. Like, I would be like, what you doing? I right. mean, to this day, like if I'm in like the parking lot of somewhere and like I'm getting in the, the vehicle or putting my bags mm -hmm. and somebody walks up, I'm like, what's up? And he's not like an attractive looking man. So he's it was, not ugly. No, but he wasn't like, oh, well, I don't know, it's the 70s. Maybe he was then. <laughs> he had a bowl cut. 
All I know is watching the documentary, he's not an attractive man. So I have to give it up to there had to be some kind of care. Like he had to be engaging. Well, I guess it depends on which personality came out, which is the whole purpose of yes. this documentary is that supposedly Billy had multiple personality disorder, um, which was what it was known as in the 70s. Now it's called dissociative identity disorder or, or did and that's what I'm going to refer to it. If you that's hear me easy. say did or DID, that's what I'm talking about. So I guess, I mean. Yeah, but I, I got theories on that. But keep going. I got theories on that too. But yes. So his sister, who was Kathy, said that he just seemed absolutely clueless at his arraignment. Yeah. Um, and I just. He was like drawing pictures in jail um, that were very suicidal. I remember they talked about the rag doll he drew that With had the, the, the rope around its neck, rope around its neck, and the little rest in peace like tombstone and all of that. Yeah. Um, so that that's what led to getting him evaluated. Right. Is because they really thought he was suicidal. Right. Um, so they he, did interview his mom too. We didn't mention that. They did, but I don't. It that was, was long. Like that it, must have been when he was arrested. It had to be because the way that. It seemed in the in the documentary was like she had passed. Yeah, it was old. It was old. Yeah. They did interview his mom, but the ones that actually appeared physically in the documentary was his older brother Jim and his younger sister Kathy and some friends. And I, yeah. I yeah, don't remember their names. I didn't really write them down. They, um, his mom even said there was a good Billy and a bad Billy. Right. And which that, I say that about my child too. She, well, I mean, I think everybody have a good and a bad like. Yes. They're not different personalities. They're just different aspects of who of we your are. your personality, yeah. Right. And, um, oh man, so this, buckle up, y'all, because we get into some stuff. Yeah. So, Billy was assigned two public defenders, one mm -hmm. male, one female. And, um, it should be noted, too, at their time, they were like the it ones. They yeah, were, they were like the best of the best. They talked about the guy being just good, and then the girl was so, they said she was attractive, and she was just so well-spoken and sweet that she was able to, like, go in and speak to the judge and then come out getting exactly what it is she wanted. Right. Like, she was, they were a power team. Right, absolutely. Yeah. If I was Billy, I'd be happy that these were my How get them? I, I don't know because I don't know how they were assigned to him. I really don't. The yeah. documentary doesn't go into that, and I did not do any additional research. Yeah. Just a little bit about DID. Yeah. But no additional research to this because I have a tendency to go yeah. over. Oh, I know, miss five pages. Yeah. <laughs> We're on page two. So. Um, we haven't used my notes yet. <laughs> So, Judy, which was the female attorney, and Gary, which was yeah. the male attorney, I did not write their last names down, so sorry, spent a lot of time with Billy because they were trying to figure out what was going on with Billy because mm -hmm. Billy did not seem to be okay. Mm -mm. Um, so, a Dr. Porter um, who did um, comp and sanity, I can't say that, y'all don't know what a comp eval is, competency and sanity evaluations on call. Um, for emergencies in jails reported out to because they did think he was suicidal yeah. based on his drawings. One thing about his drawings too, the law enforcement in the documentary, it talks about when they go into the house initially that they were looking at these paintings and they were like, he said his first thought was, did he steal these? Right, because they were so good. He said they were so good. Like he literally thought Billy had stolen <laughs> these pictures, but no. they were his artwork. He was that talented. He was very, very talented artist. Go ahead, sorry. 
Uh, no, you're fine. So, and, and this happened because the reason that they called Dr. Porter specifically was because Billy pulled the toilet or a sink or something off the a wall, urinal. a urinal, um, off the wall and tried to use the porcelain to slash his wrists. Yep. So they called the psychologist on call. Um, and then we just, oh man, we just dive into some crazy here. So the psychologist noted, um, Dr. Porter noted that he would draw different things in different skill levels, Yeah, which was a like red flag for her. Um, but the purpose of the evaluations uh, was to see if Billy could understand the nature of his crime. And this goes for all competency or sanity evaluations. It's not exclusively to Billy, uh, back in the 70s anyway. Yeah. Um, had to know the difference between right and wrong mm-hmm. and had to be able to assist his attorney in. Yeah, that I didn't know was a part of it. Yeah, it is. You have to be able to assist your public defender attorney in your defense. Okay. Um, so Judge Flowers. I know, I love that name. I love that name. Was assigned to Billy's case. Um, and he ordered that Billy have to go under this sanity and competency mm-hmm. evaluation officially. Um, and that was assigned to somebody called Dr. Turner. There's so many doctors in these. Mm-hmm. I didn't write all of it down. Oh, you're I didn't write any of them. So many. Um, and Dr. Turner met with him several times and gave him an inkblot, which I got so tickled at because I'm a psychology person. Like, that's what my education is. And we learned the history of the Roshark inkblot test, but they're not used anymore. Yeah, I was curious about that. Like, what? It's just a bunch of inkblots. And you have to say what you see? And... Yeah. And they can gain insight from that. Okay. Um... And it was very unusual. His test results were very unusual. Yeah. Um, and then they gave him IQ tests, which I'm sure the IQ tests that we have today are dramatically different oh, from sure. the 70s. But they they gave him repeatedly. They gave IQ tests repeatedly to Billy, which I found odd anyway. Mm-hmm. And depending on the day would depend on the score and IQ tests typically are not like that. Yeah, I remember that's where they got the whole one day it was genius level. Well, like borderline, like very, very low. Like mentally deficient. Yes. And then the next day it'd be genius level. Right. And so I immediately, when I'm watching that, I'm like, "Mm -mm, you always go with the genius level. Yeah. Because you're not going to score that randomly. No. (laughs) You're not. Right. Yeah, you're not going to do I that. I agree. I think he was incredibly intelligent. Oh, yes. I do, too. this whole thing. Yes. Now, this is the only thing that kind of throws me off a little bit. They ran him through an EEG. Mm-hmm. Me, too. And so I'm, I'm sure, once again, the EEG, and I almost did the research to see, like, when EEGs were, like, a thing. Yeah. But it reads brainwaves, mm-hmm. essentially, and brain functioning. And um, the results were different things at different times. Well, they said he had two brain waves. Usually you have one mm-hmm. going the same direction. He had multiple brain waves going different directions. Which is... Right. Weird. Right. It's an anomaly. Exactly. And that gave me pause. Because I was like, all right, hang on a second. But I wonder 
I mean, he can't fake that, though. That's not something True, he can fake. But I'll give my theory in a minute. I don't okay. want to spoil anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that. Um, so, okay. So when they said that, you know, his mama did say that there was a good Billy and a bad Billy. Mm -hmm. um, and But what another thing that, like, freaked me out during the documentary, they talked, like, when you're talking to Billy and a different personality would come out, his eyes would roll back in the back of his head, and like, he would, y'all can't, the flutter his eyes. Flutter like his eyes. Eyelashes, yeah. Eyelashes, like, and um, then a different personality would come out, and I was like, okay, that's extra. I agreed, yeah. agreed. And in the first part of the documentary, like, when they do this, you get to meet Arthur. Arthur, who holds the spot. He holds the spot. That's his dominant personality, which is weird, the psychologist said, because it wasn't his core personality. No. Whatever. Um, and he's British. Yeah, I wrote that. British <laughs> and Arthur. And he, yeah, Arthur, he, he said he controlled the spot, which is basically stating he let the other personalities out how he saw fit. Right. So Arthur's messed up. Correct. And in that first little part, you meet, you meet Arthur. You meet, I just have British. I don't even have his name. I have British. You meet Danny, who's 14. Alan, who's 18. Danny, right, Danny and Alan down at all. Tommy, who's 16. Christopher, I don't know how old. Um, Kristen is a little girl. She's an itty bitty. Yeah. It didn't give a name. And then Reagan. And then Alana. Or... Alanina. Yeah, I don't even know how to say her name. That's the female, like a grown female. Yes. A lesbian. A lesbian grown female. We're going to get into that <laughs> I, in just a second. Yes, she's in there too. But Reagan is the mean one. Is the one that. He's had, Russian or Ser Serbian Croatian. Yes. Um, he speaks in a Yugoslavian yeah, accent. So, yeah. Um, he is the one that is apparently responsible for all the robberies. Right. All the, like, violent crimes. They, they talk about how he's, he's the rage-filled one. He's mm -hmm. the one that... He's the one that's angry. Yeah. He's very, very angry. Uh. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to throw this out there. Multiple personality disorder, now known as dissociative identity disorder, it has aspects of personality that are basically have just splintered out. Mm -hmm. um, and they typically don't know each other. Yeah. Which again, I, I have a hard time. I have hard times with this one. Yeah. I always have. Like, I know it's real. Like, it's a thing. <laughs> it's extremely rare. Yeah. Because I looked it up and it's like point zero one percent of the population so it's is extremely rare they talk about their learning about it with billy yeah like there had only been a few others that you actually knew about yes and we're also going to talk about the time frame yeah in which all this happens too but and that they have no continuing continuity of conti continuity continuity because i can read my own writing <laughs> Of existence. Yeah. So, like, Reagan doesn't know what Arthur's doing. Arthur doesn't know what Danny's doing. Billy doesn't know anything that's going on. Yeah. You know, which, um, again, I find very disturbing. Yeah, and they, in the documentary, they, they tell Billy, and it's weird because he genuinely sounds kind of scared. Like, what do you mean? What are you <laughs> doing in me? me? Like, yeah. he sounds... See... But then it also seems insincere like right. it's like mm. so when I was watching it and I saw it I was like mm. 
See, I go both ways. I'm See. like, it kind of sounds legit, but then I'm I'm cynical. I'm cynical. So too. I'm like, you lying. I'm too jaded. <laughs> you lying. You know you lying. Because I was just thinking, like, what would my reaction be? I'd be like, you have multiple people inside of you. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, what? You you're around something. You you, you don't make sense. <laughs> Correct. He just accepts it, and it was like, okay. Why are they there? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know, Billy. Why are they there? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You tell me. So. um they actually called in a renowned psychologist, Dr. George Harding, yes, who was over the Harding Mental Health Hospital in Ohio to kind of assess him. Um, so going to the time period, so we're talking about this. It's, it's a kind of a weird time period that this is happening in, not just because it was the, the 70s, but because multiple personality disorder or DID. Um, <clears throat> was kind of popular at the time. Yeah. So in 1973, Sybil came out, and everybody knows Sybil. It's 2022, uh, 2023. Yeah. And I know Sybil. See, I didn't. Oh, really? I, I hadn't heard of Sybil. I do want to read the book. And, and I was I a like, psychology major, so okay. that, that's probably where I'm tainted. Well, see, I want to read the book, and I would definitely like to see the movie yeah. um, take of it. But there was, before that, was The Three Faces of Eve, Eve. Which was also D.I.D. Which was D.I.D. And it was three with her, and then I think Sybil. Sixteen. Was, was, okay, was it sixteen with her? Yes. I didn't know her count. And then now here's Billy. Billy. And at but this the, time. There was a show. Or a movie that had came out as well. I thought oh, that was Sybil the movie. It was, but it's based off the book. So it was a okay. book and then a movie. Yeah, it was very popular. Yeah, it was very popular at this time. Sally Fields was in it. Yes. So. And it, that was popular. And at this time, Billy had 10 known identities. Yeah, don't get me started. We're, we're going to get me started in a minute. <laughs> there was 10 at this time. Like when they're doing all of these assessments, when Dr. Harding's called in, there's 10. Yeah, there's 10 personalities. So Dr. Harding calls Dr. Wilbur, who was the leading expert of multiple personality disorder or DID at the time. She's the one that worked with the person known as Sybil. Yep. Um, and she's a character. She is very much a character. Um, all right, so they or okay so on march the 12th 1978 it was a sunday the prosecutors the public defenders dr harding and dr wilbur met with billy at the jail and they <laughs> noticed his body language his accent his voice would change his mannerism would change and they deemed that he could not stand trial at this point so the judge ordered that he be remanded to Harding Hospital, which was not typical. They're usually sent to a state hospital. Yeah. Lima, I think was the yeah. name of that. To be, try to be restored to competency for a three-month period. <laughs> so Dr. Wilbur um, stated that Billy didn't know he was a multiple and that the other psychologists did not have the wherewithal to ask three questions. And that was, do you lose time? Mm -hmm. Help me out on the other two. Um, I wrote down that she asked three questions, but I didn't write the questions down. I just remember, do you lose time? I think that was the most important one. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, I don't and Do you wake up places that you have no idea of being there? Like, yeah. like change locations. And there was another one, but I can't remember, but I want to say the losing time and the change of locations yeah. was, was the biggest one she stressed. Was the biggest one that, yeah. So, I'm, most of my stuff is just scribbled. Oh, you're fine. So, um, we already went over through the personalities that they talk about the most. So that's Arthur, Reagan, Tommy, Christina, and Adelina, who, who, can I tell the Adelina stuff? Yes. Go okay, ahead. so what's interesting about this and where this this documentary just completely, for me, goes off the wall. Okay, so if the multiple personalities is not enough for you to be like, okay, according to Billy, um, well. According to Adelina. Adelina. <laughs> um, Reagan is the one that. Decided to rob. Did all the robberies. That was his thing. But he vehemently denies the rapes. Right. Did not do it. So Adelina, this female that lives inside of Billy, um, mm. is responsible for all the rapes. Right, because she just wanted to feel somebody's touch. And she just wanted to be loved. And to me, that is just so, just what? <laughs> right. So and this lesbian entity in your personality raped these women that just doesn't, I well, don't know. again, like I said, I, it's my personal belief. I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. Nor do I have multiple personalities <laughs> that I'm aware of. Right, you don't know. I'm, I might not know. <laughs> um, I don't think that a lesbian would rape with penetration the same way that a man would. Right. Um, and from what I can understand, these were violent penetrating yeah. rapes. Yeah. These were, I think Reagan was lying. I think Billy's lying. <laughs> I think Billy's lying too. I don't um, believe Billy at all. So one thing that his mother said, you already said there was good Billy, bad Billy. One thing that she said in the documentary or videotape, she's obviously recorded because yeah. she had passed by the time this um, documentary had been made, was that he had a knack for accents at a young age. Mm-hmm. And his sister talks about the show they were watching, um, the only show that they really watched, and it had, I want to say it had a British person on it. And a Yugoslavian. And, yes. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that he's explains just, that. He's mimicking. Yeah. That's where I go. So, when he was 14, he was actually sent to um, a psychiatric hospital because of problems, because he was having issues of amnesia. All right. This is what mom said. So she would get called from the school. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And she would go get him and bring him home. It was like, okay, you go take a nap, you know, rest. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> he would wake up and have... Be so confused and upset and didn't like, understand how he got home. Right. Yeah. So there might be some of it. Yeah, and I think it's important to know in the documentary, it, it's talking about his mom. So the first home, I guess it'd be Billy's birth dad, um, he beat mama, mom like pretty, oh, yeah. pretty, pretty heavily, pretty like con consistently. And Billy saw this. Yes, they all saw. And um, like he, I think he even says like one of his first memories is like her face getting pounded into the floor. Mm -hmm. um, so then she leaves that man and 
kind of stays on her own for a little bit and then meets Chalmer. Yeah, we're going to go into all that. Well, I'm just saying so that they know. And that's when they get married. That's when he gets his adopted sister. sister. And that's the rest of his childhood is with mom. Yeah, and he was fairly young. Yeah, they like, were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was adopted by Chalmer and everything. Yeah, and mom adopted his daughter. His daughter. So one thing that I found interesting was during this time, Arthur told Dr. Wilbur that he had put Billy to sleep mm-hmm. since the suicide attempt at 16. Yeah, they kept saying every time Billy was awake, Billy tried to kill himself. Right. But eventually Billy, they let Billy out. Yeah, and I don't I don't. Well, Dr. Wilbur convinced him that it was safe. See, I told you some of these are friend back. Yeah, so Wilbur's big thing, Dr. Wilbur's thing was to mm. fuse the personalities. Mm. That if you have a fracture, which is the split personalities, like something happens and you fracture, that you have to let, you would have to let them know, like, hey, Billy, um, Arthur's inside of you. You need to fuse together. And one of the people... Yes, one of the psychologists that worked with Billy. Um, talked about how Dr. Wilbur would look at him and just scream or yell, fuse! fuse. And that just tickled me so much. It tickled me, too. Because that ain't how that works. Right. Like, it can't be, right? No. Like, I feel like it's like a magic trick. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I can just yell at people and make them do what they want to do. So anytime you, I'm just going to look at one of the people that I work with one day and go, yes. (laughs) Yes. So Billy was born on February 14th, 1955. And his mother was actually on the nightclub circuit and sang. Yeah. Yeah. I said she was really talented. So, um, oh my goodness. I got a lot of the stuff. So Billy's biological father committed suicide, mm-hmm. but he wasn't told until much, 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 much later. Well, that was after they split. Yeah. He wrote a letter, like, blaming, blaming the, mom, the mom and that she was doing all this to him, and then he took his own life. And but he was an alcoholic. He was. Well, I think every man that she ever married was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, so Billy was a month old, and he stopped breathing because he had a growth in his throat. Mm-hmm. And they were able to revive him, but it was touch and go. Um, so, we're going to fast forward to Chalmer. Okay. Because it seems like Chalmer was the... He's a big catalyst, I think. A big catalyst for this. So, at the beginning, Jim and Kathy, the brother and sister to Billy, said that, you know, Mama met Chalmer, Chalmer had Chalala, his daughter, and that, don't laugh at me. That's how I spelled it. I don't know if it was right or not. I don't remember, but I just like the way you said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they got together. Yeah, they said he was great. He was great. Like, he was almost like an answered prayer to all the things that they had been through. Right. And a big thing to remember, too, is the time frame. So, yeah. it talks about that in the documentary. Like, it was not, quote, unquote, okay for mom to be a single mom a single mom no. like it was not accepted it was not okay she could not make enough money right at any job that she got to support her children period right. and it was expected you get married and your husband provides right. and you know anything you can do additional is fine but he's the breadwinner you are to take care of the kids and yeah so right. i think that's why his mother 
put up with what she put up with. I, I, I mean, she says as much in the documentary. Um, so they got married. And again, like we said earlier, everybody adopted everybody. So yeah. like Chalmer adopted the three kids and what was her name? Oh, I wrote her name down. Oh, the mom? Mama. I don't remember. Oh no. Where did I put her name? Billy's mom <laughs> adopted Say his it. daughter, Shalala. There you go. I don't know if that's right. Um and after this process, after they got married and all this good stuff, they said that Chalmer became controlling really quick. And started drinking. And started drinking and was very violent and argumentative. And he started baiting the mama. Yeah. And... Um, the abuse continued to escalate. He continued to drink, and they never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, the Jim, the <clears throat> older brother, said that he did not know of a time that Chalmer would pass like a local bar and mm. not stop. He's like right. going to work and coming back from work. Like he always stopped. Right. And then the sister talked about you got used to being able to tell how like, he how his the door. truck came in, how he opened the door. Was he going to like be calm and sit down, or was he going to come rip you out of the bed and beat you for something silly? Was what she said. Her almost exact words, yeah. yeah. So from what I can understand, Billy and Jim would get beaten more so than the girls. Yeah, when they talked about they moved, no, before they moved, there was a building in the back, and, and they, he would take them out to that building and like hold a notebook in front of them and like punch the notebook or the, the phone book so that it wouldn't leave a mark, but he was able to like abuse them. Right. Because he did not care for either one of them. But he seemed to in particularly hate Billy for yeah. whatever reason. And maybe because Billy was... I think Billy was troubled. I think Billy was different, Yeah, you know? I think but, between the first things that he saw, all that trauma, and then maybe even before that, like with his birth and having those issues. Yeah. I think he was already not well. Yeah. Or just different. Let's just yeah. go with different. I feel like he was I think harder. he became not well after yeah. all this. Absolutely. So, um, they, the family eventually moved to Lancaster, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And Chalmers' father owned an 88-acre farm. And he would take Jim and Billy to punish them in the barn. Yeah. And um, at one occasion, a friend found Billy tied up in the barn without a shirt on. Yep. Just tied. Um, Billy reported that he was raped four times by Chalmer. And that at one point, he was made to lay in a... In a grave. In a grave that he had dug... And that not only was he made to lay in this grave, but, like, he buried him. Yeah, except for, like, a tube over yeah, his mouth. A tube over his mouth, and then he peed in the tube. Yeah. So we're talking about some... Yeah, egregious... Abuse. Child abuse, yeah. Um, it's backed up by his brother and his sister. So I do believe that this... Did they verify the sexual assault? I don't know that they verified... They didn't go through and verify every little bit, but they just absolutely... I know his brother said Chalmer was very abusive, but I didn't know if they had actually 
I didn't see any, or I don't remember, and I didn't write it down. Um, I mean, I believe him either way, just given, I, I just do. I do. I think it's absolutely, of course, Chalmers denies any and all of these allegations. Yeah. Um, at 1415, his sister tells a story about, like, he's planning to kill Chalmers in his sleep. He's going to stab him. And I love that she's totally cool with it. Yeah. Like, even in the documentary, she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay I will. Cool. And, like, put the knife under his pillow and was good to go. And then the next morning he woke up and had, supposedly had no memory. Yeah, she said she woke up and Chalmer was still there. And she's like, what Why the Why did you kill him? You said you were going to kill him. And he was like, no, I didn't. Did and she's like, yes, you did. She's and she's like, very disappointed that this man is not dead. Is. And she's like, the knife is under your pillow. And she said he truly had no recollection of saying Any anything. of it. So he, uh, Jim reports like this is how Chalmer left, um, and that it was during dinner one time, and Chalmer got up and grabbed Billy and drug him across the table and threw him across the room, mm -hmm. and then went over and started choking Billy, yeah. and that Jim intervened. He pushed him up against the fridge, grabbed a knife, and put it to his throat and told him to leave. And if he ever came back, he would kill him. He said he walked him to the back door like that <coughs> and told him to go. And he said he didn't come back that night, but then after that, that was pretty much the end of that relationship. That was the end like of that, that. That was the straw. Yep. So, and he became very, like, upset telling that. Yeah, he did. Like, you, he fell apart and needed a minute. Yeah, he did. Because he's like, I almost killed a man. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he would have. I think if Chalmer had tried to, I think that would have been the end of Chalmer. I think Chalmer knew it. Yeah. And I think that's why he just bowed out. Yeah. Um, and they only cut to one little snippet of Chalmer, and he's talking about how Billy was, just never did anything he was told. Right. And I remember that was just kind of odd, but that's the only thing he really said, is no. that he was, he was more difficult. I mean, I understand that. I believe he was, but right. that, uh, that's just why. <laughs> but, yet, but you can't bury them. Right. You can't pee in their face. Right. You can't rape like, them. Perhaps this is why he was difficult. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so it says that in the 1970s, Billy started doing pot and a lot of it. Yeah. But he started his drugs in the 1970s. And in 1972, he was arrested in Circleville, Ohio, for kidnapping and rape. Yeah. At the age of 17. And then he went through a, a period of, he started robbing. So back in the 70s, you could not be gay. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely like not okay. So he would go where they would park, is what it said. He, where they would park so he could take advantage mm -hmm. and rob these people. Because they wouldn't report. Because they wouldn't report because they didn't want to be called out. Mm -hmm. And I found that just hideous. Like, but to me, that helps prove some of that being smart. Oh, he's that absolutely he's got smart. 100% knows what's going on. 100% knows, hey, I can go over here and I can, these are basically, I can get away with murder. Right. Because they're never going to go to law enforcement. Right. And he continued to do that. Right. So in 1975, he was arrested for robbing a drugstore. And he was 20 years old at that point. And he was actually put into prison from 1975 to 1977. And he had recently got out of prison right before these rapes. Yep. <laughs> he was also involved in the youth um, juvenile system. Yeah, the juvenile system. Now, of course, we don't know what that's for. Mm -hmm. But do you mean to tell me nobody picked up that this dude was not okay until 1977? Like, that we might have this going on? Yeah. 
anyway. So after he lost his job, once he got out of prison, he decided that he was going to rob for money. And that is how Reagan came out. Like, that's when Reagan decided he was going to rob for money. Yeah. And then the lesbian decided she was going to rape him at the same time. I mean, it's a mess, y'all. Um, he was eventually... <laughs> I love this note. It said he was rendered competent to stand trial because of the personalities had been fused with yeah. the exclamation points. <laughs> but he waived his right to a jury trial. Yeah. Um, so you can actually do that. You don't have to go in front of a jury. You can have what they call a bench trial where a judge decides. And Judge Flowers found him not guilty by reason of insanity. And he was turned over to psychiatric care at that point. And that was the Athens? Athens Mental Health Facility, which was a, it was a minimum security mm -hmm. facility. Um, it was not the typical state-run Lima facility. No, and I think, to me, this is where the major injustice happens. Yes. Because they, um, the doctor there is not an actual doctor. Dr. Call. Yeah, but he's not a he's legitimate not. doctor. Yeah, he was not board certified. No. <laughs> he was not board certified. Um, so this was in 1978, and he was supposed, Athens was supposed to restore Billy to get him to a place where he could be released. That mm -hmm. was the whole point. Well, people are not happy about this. Yeah. Like, he raped four women, he's robbing people. So <clears throat> I thought this was cool. They had telemedicine back in the day. Because he would be meet with Dr. Knopp and Dr. Cole. What, over the phone? No, through, like, video conference, almost. Hmm. I missed that part. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I was like, telemedicine, question mark, question mark? <laughs> Good. In, in the 70s, well, almost 80s, but, you know. Um, so one person, I wrote his name down, y'all, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it is awful. But he described, he was also a doctor at the facility, but he described narcissistic behavior from Billy and that um, he would be manipulative. Like, yes. it was all about Billy. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing that I thought was weird is that this Dr. Call would hypnotize Billy to bring out the different personalities. So we told you guys that there was 10 personalities that we knew, but when he got to Athens, all of a sudden 14 more popped out. Yeah. And these were called undesirables, and that's all we ever heard. Yeah, I, I, do they just not have names? Because it just calls them the undesirables. Like, does it just pop out and I'm undesirable? I have no idea. And they didn't go into detail. Mm -hmm, they didn't. So that's why the documentary is called 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. Yeah. It's because of these 24 distinct personalities. But we don't get to know 14 of them. Yeah. And during this time, too, <clears throat> it talks about how other psychologists were having these other people come forward as, oh, I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> yeah. And they used, it used to be, it said, practice to like get you to identify every single one of your personalities. But they found that when they'd ask more, more and, and more and, and more, more, and she said they quickly stopped doing that because it, it's like it never ended. It never did end. So, so at this time, so much stuff is going on. Um, Dr. Cole gets Daniel Keyes, which is a famous author. Like, mm -hmm. I know him for Flowers of Algernon. 
but he was going to write a book about Billy. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Cole was getting kickbacks from these people, like mm-hmm. paying him to do stuff. So super sketchy. Oh, yeah. Um, I think something cool to note from that, too, is because of this book, um, two different state people, one Democratic, one Republican, got together and created the Milligan's Law, Milligan's Law basically right. stating he cannot profit off of the crimes he's committed, which right. I fully support. Yeah. I do not think that you should make money off of you raping know, people, raping people, and right. basically going <laughs> to a rehab kind of facility almost. Right. Like, I mean, it was not very, rehab. Very, well, I mean, it's very low key. Like eventually, yeah. he got furloughs. Like, oh yeah. Speaking of furloughs. Billy would do some bad stuff on the furloughs. Not right. criminal. But he eh. could come and go in that community. Like, yeah. he could go out. He just had to be back at a certain time. And, like, to me, that just, that is, that's like a vacation compared to going to prison. Yes. So. Well, he could also sell his paintings. He would sell his paintings for thousands of dollars because he was a good artist. Now, he got to keep that money because it's not directly related to the crime. Okay. It was artwork. That's true. So he got to keep that money, and that's how he would pay for his drugs and alcohol that he would bring back to female patients in the in the psych facility, which I have a big problem with. Yeah, and he would engage in sexual stuff with them. And mm-hmm. that one in particular thing, he got several of them drunk and high. Yeah, I fully, I took advantage of them. Because they're uh, mental health patients. It was still the same lawmakers that caught yeah. wind of it were like absolutely not so they pull him and actually put him in I think it's Lima they did go they finally put him in Lima Lima or Lima I don't know how you say it but they put him there and oh it might be Lima I think it's Lima that's what I meant to say um, they put him there which was the state run and now that doctor was like you full of crap I know you full of crap you are a narcissist and you Dr. Linder yeah he was very much like nah Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. You've manipulated this system. Like he was definitely a totally different yep. era, and Billy did not like that. He did not like that. So to move this along, um, while he was at Lima, he's trying to get out of Lima. Like yeah. Billy is trying. So he has an attorney, Goldberry. Um, he filed a lawsuit in 1979 to move him out of Lima but it was ordered that he had to stay and then Lima closed around 1980 so from November of 1980 till September of 1981 he was at Dayton Hospital and the doctors at Dayton Hospital who was Dr. Box I don't uh, so many doctors there's a lot of doctors was he they treated him for histrionic and narcissistic personality disorder versus Mm -hmm. DID which a lot uh, with antisocial traits by the way yeah. Because a lot of doctors back then did not believe in DID. No. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have issues with DID. Well, not DID, Billy's DID. Yeah, with Billy. Um, so in 1981, Daniel did, uh, Daniel Keyes did publish the book, The Minds of <laughs> Billy Milligan. And Dr. Knopp tried to talk to Reagan in uh Serbo-Croatian, and I thought this was funny because they flip out of Reagan because Reagan was the one with the, that could had this accent. Yeah, and could, could apparently talk right. in this. Yeah. Yeah, but then he'd just flip out. Arthur would come back. <laughs> what was up? Right, every single, single time because he did not know. 
that that doctor could do that right. until he started doing it. And um, Billy was like, oh, I'm Billy again. Or here, I'm Arthur. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm suddenly no longer Reagan, he won't come back out. And it also talked about um, Dr. Key, not Dr. Keys. Yeah, no, he's Dr. Keys. Is he Keys? Yeah, different he, kind of doctor, though. He talked about how he got several letters in Arabic. Yes, that was legit. Like, he had them translated. Yes. Yes, it's because Billy met an inmate in Lima, and he got him to write these letters mm-hmm. for him. And then when they questioned Billy about it, he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And she said, is it, the interviewer later, she was like, is it possible that, you know, author is so, you know, uh, what's the word she used? Almost like conniving, but wasn't conniving, like smooth mm. to be able to talk somebody into doing that. And he was like, there are no um, Arabs. In Ohio. Or in, in Lima. Oh, like he said, it, like there's there's none of those there. And like he's right next to you, dude. Yeah. Like he's literally two cells down. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you just got busted. He got busted on that one. So um, he went back to Athens, um, but eventually... He got married. For 51 days. For 51 days. <laughs> he got married. I know. One of his buddies at, was it at Athens? It was somewhere else he met the boy. It was at Drayton, I think. Yes, that yes, that hospital. He had a good friend there, and it was his sister. sister that fell in love with Billy and all his personality. And it was so funny because it talks about how, like, they're perfect. They're getting married. It's all in the news. Like, Billy stayed in the news. Yes. Um, Guess who's back? It was 51 days, and she sent him a letter and was like, nah. I'm out. <laughs> Which um, I just thought was hilarious. So in 19, 1983, Judge um, allows him to have some more freedoms. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to stay exclusively at Athens, and he's able to go rent a farm. I should note, too, um, in Athens, when he got removed for those charges, or I guess it was like pending charges for the taking advantage of the two... Well, they didn't, he didn't actually get charged for Right. That. Well, they were investigating yeah. that, and then he never got charged. Like, all that got pulled back. Yeah. So he he never got actually charged with any part of that, even though I disagree. I mean, he took advantage of people he who did. cannot no, consent. I know, it's rape. Yeah. It's rape. It's not violent rape, but... Or, yeah. It's rape. Yeah. yeah. But go ahead. So he got a farm and got some cows, and... Yeah, he and actually, a dog. And a dog. And he actually started a nonprofit for abused children. Yeah. Which blew my mind. He's smart. He's super smart. He is super smart. But Sheriff Allen over there in Athens did not like Billy one bit. And he made it clear. And I say that's where he messed up. Like, Sheriff. He went on the record many, many times, times saying he didn't deserve to be here and that he was going to make sure that he got locked back up. And he even made the comment if uh, Judge Flowers wants to let him out, let's let him out in his backyard. And the reason it is is because. Billy rents the property that's next to the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, sheriff did not like it. No, him. and what got me is he told a reporter that he's like, oh, if I could hire somebody to kill him, I would. Like, that's didn't, a, I didn't. Yeah, that's in the documentary. Like, he like, made like, no it back. Yeah. You know. So, all right. So, everything's not, everything's okay it's with fine, Billy. Yeah. It's fine, except the sheriff hates him, and he drives by him twice a day. Yeah. At least. Um, and Billy got angry at the sheriff or whatever, and he shot through a window of a car, I want to say. Yeah, with one of the people from the hospital. With one of the, yes, the mental patients from the hospital. Um, and he threatened the sheriff, which yeah. was recorded, but 
Ohio state law at the time did not allow for, he was illegally recorded. So everything was thrown out. So everything was thrown out, but they did move Billy to Timothy Moritz Center. Um, and that, we're, we're almost done, y'all. Yeah. And um, he was put back under the doctor at that he was under at Lima, the one that was like, you're full of crap. Yeah. And Billy left that hospital. He bounced. Yeah, he took <laughs> off. I, I remember that. He did. He did. He was. He said it was because no, that they he, were trying to, they were hurting him. Yes. Like, they weren't treating him and they were hurting him. They were hurting him. Um, so he had made this friend, um, Bill Murray, not, no, it's not Bill Murray. No. His last name's Murray. Yeah. I want to say it's Jim Murray. But sorry, Bill. Uh, um, so it, Billy claimed that he left the hospital in self-defense, and this happened over July Fourth weekend, nineteen eighty-six. That was it, self-defense. Yeah, and um, it was well planned. He had his buddy drive him, mm -hmm. like got him, picked him up, um, and he released a video. Like the buddy camcorded this video. And he released it to the media, like, this is why I left, and I'm not going back, and da-da-da-da-da. Um, so they decide that it's better for Billy to leave the state of Ohio. So Murray rents a car and drives him out of state. And there's a statewide manhunt going on for Billy at this time. And he drove him all the way to Aspen, Colorado, and then called a flight back and left Billy in Colorado. And so the FBI got involved because they realized that Jim, his older brother, was living in British Columbia, Canada, mm -hmm. and thought that he might try to jump the border. Um, and then on July 16th, 1986, Billy called Jim, his brother, and said he was in Colorado and he was painting and he would be on a plane on 717 to Seattle and he wanted to meet up with his brother. Um, so, brother met him in Seattle and took him to a nice little town called Bellingham that's right there on the border of Canada and um, Washington. Okay. Um, he rented a house. And Mr. Murray had provided Billy with some fake identification by the name of Christopher Carr. He got him a social security card with the name Christopher Carr and a social security number. I do, theft man, it was going on back then too. Don't know what actually happened to real Christopher Carr. No doubt. <laughs> but Billy was able to go through the... Um, he visited his brother several times. In Canada and took him on a plane, um, and, but Jim, the brother, says nobody ever contacted him to see if he was there or anything like that. But he never made any attempts to turn his brother in. Either. Oh, no, 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 and I blame... I agree. Jim, the brother... At this point. And Murray for everything that happens next. Mm -hmm. Like, they are culpable um, in these actions. Mm -hmm. Um... So, Brother Jim kept a journal of every time he talked to him, mm -hmm. every time he talked to Billy. Um, and he knew around October 31st of 1986 that his brother was just coming apart. Yeah. Um, 
and he was getting nervous. And about that time, a guy that was living in Billy's complex went missing. Um, so friend Murray called Dr. Call at Aspen, Athens, sorry, on a three-way call and talked to Jim and he referred them to Dr. Allison, which was um, a lead psychologist in, or psychiatrist in California. Billy agreed to go meet with Dr. Allison. He rolls up to the address and it's prison. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Allison works in a prison. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he's like, nope. <laughs> and bounces and he calls his brother when he arrives in Florida and he's hanging out with his aunt in Florida just chilling and he's telling his brother like he I'm not going to be taken alive I'm not going back um and the person that went missing is Michael Madden and he was last seen in September um the 16th of 1986 and he was last seen arguing with Christopher Carr. Yeah. AKA Billy Milligan. Billy Killer. Absolutely. 100%. So. Or Reagan Killer. I don't know. Maybe they unfused. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> Billy's body killed him. There you go. Um, and the brother mentioned some kind of like scuba equipment that he had and he returned everything else except for the weight belt and I'm just like, okay, all right. Yeah, that's that's right. His body's in a lake somewhere mm. or a river or ocean or something, weighted down. Um, so he, the brother calls the FBI at this point and tells him, hey, he's in Florida. Finally. Finally. And I want to say Billy actually called, somebody called and said I'm on, there's a police convention going on and I'm gonna go to this convention and just kind of sit down in the middle of them see what happens and I'm just like okay do it do it so the FBI actually does a raid and it goes to the hotel and they find Billy sitting with his public defender at the time which was somebody by the last name of Dana okay. I can't remember his first name and I write it down so they extradite Billy back to Ohio and so yeah how does that end I don't remember it ends Billy eventually is um like convicted convicted no he's never convicted convicted so does he stay in a mental he stays in a mental institution I didn't write down the date but he stays in a mental institution until he's deemed to be able to to leave and um he goes to live with his sister. The younger one that's The younger to. sister, yeah, Kathy. And that's where he spends the rest of his days until 2012 where he passed away from cancer. Um, what I was gonna say earlier about the brain waves is I wonder and I'd want to know if trauma can disrupt brain waves. Can switch up the brain waves like that. Like Maybe. if you experience like severe trauma like he did with the abuse, with the all of that he went through. Yeah. Could that cause his brain to start firing? That's a good question. Differently. And then the other thing I thought was interesting is the the solicitor um, 
that's prosecuting. Yeah. When they're like, I don't care which personality goes to prison, but they ain't going to prison. <laughs> they all going to prison. I thought that was really funny. That was funny. Like, they going to go. But he didn't. <laughs> no. He didn't go to prison. But so. they really, they tried, and I, I mean, I would have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that Billy's just, I, I hate to say this, but, like, as he's dying with his cancer, he's telling his niece that, you know, I've killed people. Like, he's afraid to die basically will God forgive him like he's having mm-hmm. these like deathbeds com- confessions and it's believed that Billy killed two people one in the 1970s and Mr. Madden uh, I think he did I think Billy was just incredibly smart I think the only thing that stopped Billy is perhaps his drug use took a be- major toll his drug and alcohol use took a major toll on his body mm-hmm. and he just got tired and like couldn't do couldn't do the cons couldn't just didn't have the energy to keep up all the different stuff that he had been keeping up for so long right i mean pretending to be a british dude pretend you know like um, i just don't think that he had i noticed as the documentary went on they stopped talking about the different personalities yeah it, he suddenly just is mended he's mended but he's still got major psychological issues mm-hmm. you know he still is struggling with drug addiction and alcohol and just really odd behavior so i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> I think that, hey, can you have DID and narcissistic personality disorder at the same time? And if you can, does all the personalities have to be narcissistic or just the one? Well, I know they talked about the Christine girl, and when she would come out, she would, he would just sit in a corner and not look at you. Right. Because she was a little girl and she was frightened is what they said. But to me, I guess because it just seems so Hollywood. It was so Hollywood, and that's one thing about Billy. He was Hollywood. He loved it. He oh, yeah. loved the attention. Yeah. Absolutely. And he ate it up. was so fragmented, that's what they kept saying. He was so fractured that he couldn't stand trial, but when he started meeting with this Dr. Keyes, when he was still in treatment, and he was still working, like they were still hypnotizing him, they were still trying to get him to get there, he's able to fully work on this book. I don't... I don't know how the process. Yeah, because the, the teacher came out. Remember? Oh yeah, that was another personality, freaking teacher that and came he was out, super smart and, and was educated. able to explain everything and give a cohesive story of Billy. And but that doesn't make sense because if you're not aware of the other personalities, how would you? How would you know? Correct. So that's why I think it's just. I think it's a con. I do. I think it's narcissistic personality disorder. I I agree with the one doctor that called him a bluff, like called it every time. No. And I think that's why Billy freaked out. And I think that's why Billy hated that one particular doctor. Mm Because all the other doctors kind of was like, okay, yeah, we'll go with this. You can do this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they bought into it. Mm -hmm. Whereas this other doctor was like, no, not. Dr. Linder was like, no. But yeah. Do- I will say Dr. Linder never, he didn't appear, I don't know if he's deceased, yeah. but he did not appear in the documentary. No. It was the other doctors. But yeah, uh, that one was an interesting one. It was very, very interesting. And like, what? Like, I'm still like, huh? Yeah. I don't, okay. Like, you know, it, to me it's a, um, I do feel like he played the system. I think he thought mental institutions were better than prison. Yeah, he'd already been to prison. He'd already been there. Yeah. And that he, I think he learned when he was in prison, these oh, tricks sure. and tips. And and he was <coughs> highly intelligent. He yes. had a genius IQ. Like, yeah. 
he was able to be like, okay, well, let's try this. And I mean, what's worked. the worst that can happen? I'm just going to go to prison. I've right. already been there. So let's try this, see what happens. Right. I, I do. I think it was a comment. I agree. I do. I think people, I do think, I do know, I do think that DID is real. Yeah. I don't think it is the glamorous thing that we see on TV or the dramatized. And I do glamorous. think Billy's mentally ill. Oh, I yeah. think he has some issues for yeah. sure. Definitely trauma. But I don't know that he's DID. I don't know that he's DID. I think he's highly manipulative, narcissistic, and absolutely intelligent and charismatic. Like, even in the videos of Billy talking, he was able to maintain mm -hmm. in the conversations. He's like, I, I left because of self-defense. And, you know, I mean, he he could come up with some really sound arguments. Yeah. All right, Coffee Breakers. So, if you haven't seen The 24 Faces of Billy Milligan, it's available on Netflix. Watch it. It is creepy. Um, I also wanted to... Um, give a call to action to you guys if you could like and subscribe rate and review share 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 to all your buddies friends um, really would appreciate it I wanted to say that we're really excited because our podcast has had a hundred and three plays and we are yay we are so excited we're geeking out I also wanted to shout out to the regions that are playing us so United States, Puerto Rico, South Africa, oh, <laughs> hey Puerto Rico, hey South Africa, Colombia, hey, UK, hey, France, Netherlands, Argentina, and Canada. Thank you so much for listening. We yeah. love and appreciate it all. Yeah. Um, and also want to let you guys know that if you are in need of some a springtime wardrobe, hit up violetandivy.com. Um, for all your clothing needs. Um, but also, if you're looking for a good organic soap company that is affordable and really good on your skin, check out Dirty Little Soaps Company. They have a Shopify and an Etsy, and they are awesome. Yeah, she, she brought some of that in, and it is, it's so smooth. Like, I had really, I'm a germaphobe we were talking about that yeah and sanitize all the time and my skin was extremely dry and I've been using that instead and man I'm not cracking anymore it's almost like washing your hands and putting lotion on at, at the, the same, same time. time but you don't get that greasy, greasy feeling yeah. I love it it, it smells so and it's good cute. yes it's a little moon but she has all kind of stuff so she has like gnomes and little butts I would love a gnome one. Yeah, it's so cute. And um, But I have the moon, and it's called Coconut Kiss, and it does smell like a coconut kiss. It's not overpowering. It's not. It's very, very, very smooth. Like, I would highly recommend. So, yes, that's what I recommend. If, 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 if you guys have a product you'd like for us to review, hit us up. I'm not opposed. It can't be too expensive now. <laughs> but I'm not opposed to buying from, you know, especially if it's a small business, you know, just trying to make their way. Absolutely. Hit me up. I'll try it. I'll buy it. Yeah. And give it a shot and give it a review. So, all right, coffee breakers, until next time. We've missed you guys. We've missed you guys. <laughs> we love you guys. You're not alone. Don't forget to take a good coffee break. Everybody needs one every now and then. Bye. Bye.